Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Faith and Friends. I'm so glad that you're here today. We're going to have so much fun. We're chatting with one of my childhood heroes, Lee Allen Baker. You may recognize her beautiful face from Disney Channel. She played Amy Duncan on Good Luck Charlie, one of my favorite shows growing up. Lee Allen has a new Christian comedy that just released today called Family Camp. It literally will make you laugh out loud the whole duration of the movie. It's incredible. And so I just pray that we would all flood the box office to show this film some support. And I pray that this conversation with Lee Allen brings you new revelation and just a greater understanding of what we need to be doing in this hour of standing up, standing strong, standing together, and standing in faith. And so I pray that this conversation just brings a smile to your face, and I hope you enjoy. You were everybody's Disney mom, and man, it's just so beautiful to see that all this time, I didn't even realize I was watching a woman of the Lord on my TV screen, but now that I'm a little older and a little wiser, I couldn't be more grateful. And so you have a new film that is out and it is called Family Camp and I cannot wait to dive into that. But Leon, honestly, I want to get to know you. Like, I know you as Amy Duncan, and we're going to get to know you as this new character of Grace. But who are you? How is your family growing up? And did you grow up in a Christian household? I did grow up in a Christian household. I grew up in Murray, Kentucky. Uh, it's um, about two hours from Nashville. Yeah. And I grew up in a Christian household and I've been a Christian all my life, but I don't think I was uh, really raised in a church that promoted Christianity the way I know it now, which is relationship based and not really rule based. You know, I remember when I moved, when I fled California, moved to Tennessee and I was in a Bible study group and I was like shocked one day in Bible study. And they were like, what's wrong with you? And I said, I feel like somebody buried the lead. Like, you mean it's not following these rules and just a contract anymore. It's like, I'm loved and forgiven, not because of how good I am, but because of how good he is. Woo. The pressure is off because I'm not going to lie. I'm a lot like Amy Duncan, you know, like it was so amazing to know that I get to walk in relationship with Christ and with God. Mm -hmm. And that that is my lead. It was just a relief. Yeah. And that's what we need, especially in these days is to know that we are comforted by the comforter and it's nothing that we have done or can do to deserve his love and his mercy and grace, but just be still and be his girl. And man, you don't really have to put on this front and put on a character. You can just be you when you come to him. He says, come to me, all you who are weary. And we're in some crazy, weary times. We are at at the craziest, weariest time in history, I would say. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. And you mentioned fleeing California and you really did. Like everybody's moving here and I low-key love it. I think it's the most beautiful thing. There's something so sweet and special about Tennessee and y'all that don't live here, you're welcome to come and visit. We would welcome you. We love you. But what was it like in California? And when did you just feel in your spirit, like we got to get out of here? So um, people laughed at me at the board meeting because I said I was a California refugee. But the truth of the matter is, I really am. We left overnight. I mean, I said it a little bit tongue in cheek, but it's it's true. So my children were injured by vaccines when they were very young and we had medical Mm -hmm. exemptions. I mean, I'm talking like three hours post vaccination, having encephalitis of the brain resulting in seizure. I'm talking physical symptoms. Yes. And um, we got medical exemptions. But 
people today, excuse me to digress for just one second. They Let's love go. to say to me, "Let's go there, shall we?" They love to say to me, "Well, I know you have a difference of opinion, um, but I, and I respect your opinion, but that's not my opinion." Oh, it's it's not your opinion that my children were vaccine injured. Oh, you were just diagnosed with cancer. Oh, I'm sorry. That's just, that's not my opinion. I mean, that's your opinion that you were diagnosed with cancer. See, that's ridiculous. That's not something you get to have an opinion on or not. Come on. That's a fact that happened. It's not my truth. It's the truth. And it happens more than they want you to know. That's why they passed the law of 1986 that completely indemnifies all manufacturer and doctors from any damage or death or wrongdoing done to children. Okay, so you cannot sue. They cannot be held accountable. It's just game over and oh, well, you should have known better, right? So imagine that's my experience in life. Yeah. And now they're passing a law in California in 2019 to take away medical exemptions from only 4,000 children in the entire state who have been injured. They're going to pass a law to take it away. My husband's an attorney. He's like, they can't do that. That's unconstitutional. Well, they did it. They did it. And right when they did that, at the exact same time, they passed a Senate resolution that stated that an adult vaccine mandated schedule would be good for humanity. And then COVID was introduced. Yep. Right after. Like it was planned or something. Almost like they planned it. It's so bizarre, right? (laughs) So then COVID was introduced. Well, I felt the walls just closing closing in on me. I I really was in a panic. I felt a, and I felt that the governor of California, when he came out, we're, we're like two weeks into this thing. And he announces that the way out of this is for every single person in the state without exception to be vaccinated. So in my opinion, that is a death threat that you've made to my children. Right. You put a loaded gun up to their head. I'm not okay with that. No. Okay. So then I noticed that the one day that I went out after being, I guess I was in lockdown. We locked down on my birthday. March 13th is when they locked us down. And I did not leave the house until the day before Mother's Day that year. I think it was May 8th. And I drove up the streets and I have it on video that they had quarantine camps for children up the street. I asked them, what are all these trailers doing here? What are all these things? And she said, they're quarantine camps. Get out of here. And I noticed on the doors they had um, like pieces of paper and they had flyers that were saying that they wanted people who were especially good with children. So did they say they were quarantined for camps for children? No. Am I smart enough to put two and two together? Yes. Yes. I went home, I turned to my husband. I said, we love you very much. I'm leaving in the morning with the kids and the good dog and I hope you join us. And I got on a plane the next day. Wow, that's a lot. That, all I see is just mama bear putting Mm -hmm. one foot in front of the other and saying, we gotta do the next right thing and the next right thing at this point is to remove ourselves from this situation. Yeah, it was time to flee and we were so nervous And things are moving so quickly. And like the World Health Organization had released a statement that the disease has now progressed to be in the home and we must go into the home and pull people out of the home. I was like, you think you're going to come in my home and take my kids? No, I don't think so. So, I mean, honestly, I went from, you know, a person who has never owned a gun in her life, never wanted to own one or touch one or see one. Right. Someone who fled overnight asking the question, how many legally can I have? 
<laughs> after the death threats of me simply saying to Joe Biden on Twitter that masks are not law, I got so many death threats mm. that I decided it was time to arm up and learn how to use it. Wow. <laughs> so many things are coming to mind right now. I was just, I'm just blown away with where we're at. Truly. It's crazy. And it's such a cultural revolution. Like they do this intentionally to pit people against each other. I mean, yeah. I simply said masks aren't law and they're not. It's no, actually, you're true. right. Because this is one nation under God. It is your unalienable right to breathe oxygen. They absolutely do not have a right to make it a law. Um, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, that phrase, you teach people how to treat you. You also teach them how to govern you. So if no one would have complied, then people would have gone on their merry way. This wouldn't have been an issue, but people complied and they saw how far that they could get with people. So it's a compliance tool that mask was. And the reason I was so vehemently against it is besides the fact that it's actually bad for your health Yes, is that that is just a step. It's a, once they've locked you in that step, then they get to take the next step, which was always going to be vaccination. Cause that's yes. always been the end game to vaccinate a, a society because once you, the government, or at this point, it's really the global elite, the top 1%, it's really more fascist regime, regime, yeah. right? Private yeah. sector trying to own the people. Once that group has infiltrated to the point to where you have no sovereignty over your body and no say over what goes into your body, then it's game over. Humanity is enslaved. It's yes. just game over. You know, it's like, it's, it always cracks me up. If, if Joe Biden had said, zucchini is good for you. And you know what? Zucchini is good for you. It is good for you. Uh, and, but inevitably, someone out there is going to be allergic to zucchini. Yeah. And as good as zucchini is for you, someone out there, if they ate it, would die because they're allergic to zucchini, right? Right. Even though zucchini is the most one of the safest vegetables on the planet, okay? But if Joe Biden came out and said, everyone has to eat zucchini, and if you don't, you don't get to have a job, you don't get to go to work, you don't get to keep your kids, you don't get to go to the grocery store. You don't get a driver's license. You don't get any of these things. You must be punished and ousted from society because you refuse to eat zucchini. People would be in the streets rioting if he yes. did. Yes. It would be, yes. I mean, all hell would break loose. Mm -hmm. But you say you're going to put a known neurotoxin or even how about this? So unknown that it's considered experimental. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. The game is, is they now have learned that they can release any virus and say that it's a pandemic and have emergency control over us because they've made excuses to, um, you know, they use an emergency ruling as an excuse to completely shred the U.S. Constitution and all of your freedoms. It's, it's just like the Nazis did. Yeah. It's for this, your safety. It's for the greater good. Your greater good, maybe, but not us and our families. And people are revolting all around the world. But you know what? That doesn't fit the narrative. So they're not showing that on on the mainstream media. You know, they're telling it's all right. propaganda. It's and and you mentioned the global elite. And you know, it's not just like Joe Schmo is saying this down the street and they're knocking him as some conspiracy no, theorist. You I get all of you're talking about from Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum and his little you can follow Bill Gates blog. These are yeah. not things that are secret. These are things no. that they absolutely 100% tell you that they're doing. Yeah. It, it's no longer even a secret or even subtle anymore. It's right, right here. But it's easier for them to call me a conspiracy theorist than it is 
you know, for, I don't know. It's, it's all, it's all propaganda. In fact, Barack Obama signed into law in 2013, where it's legal to propagandize the United States citizen. Let that set in for a second. That was our, that was the leader of this country. And, and, you know, when I think of the term conspiracy theorist, I, I learned in 2020 from a very interesting documentary. You've probably heard it out of shadows. Mm -hmm. Um, and they talked about that that term was coined in World War II to yes. make people by the CAA to discredit people who are onto them. Like, come on! And and I just love that you're using your brain and putting two and two together because that's what we need is people to have their eyes open, their hearts soften. But when you just fall to the wayside of the things of this world. We are in this world, but not of it. So many people are falling down to the idol and all the things you're mentioning, losing your kids, losing your job, losing your home. I'm thinking of Daniel three, when those Hebrew boys are saying, we're not going to bow down to this. Like that's literally what's happening right now. And we're having to put our money where our mouth is, is like this Bible that we have, are we actually going to read it? Are we actually going to live it out? Because you can know the truth, but can you live it and walk it? And I think so many people are convinced that this that the Bible is something that was of the past, not realizing that it is living and breathing right Amen. now. Yeah, yeah, we need it. And I'm just so grateful that you stood up for your family and for your kids. And my gosh, number one, that's a blessing to be married to an attorney. Girl, you know yeah. your stuff. Like exactly. you're one flesh and with I that man. Say, you know what you're I talking about. The other thing too is that, you know, they've been waging a war on parents with vaccine injured children for years. And the reason being is this, we're the one group of people who know the truth. We know they're lying to us. We yes. know the truth about every ingredient in them. It's so bad. you can't fool me. Like it's not possible. I see what's happening. Yeah, no. And, and I guess I didn't think much of it growing up because I have done medical exemptions since kindergarten. We back in Arkansas, didn't, I haven't had a shot since, and we didn't do all that. And we did the natural route. And I remember when my brother got his kindergarten shot, I was there, I had just gotten mine and I passed out and we knew something was wrong, you know? And I know friends that haven't been able to eat tons of foods since they got vaccine injured as a baby. And just all these things that you're right. We're the one group of people when it happens to, you can't fool. And is that everybody? No, but are you going to make us eat zucchini? <laughs> right, right. So, you know, I just feel like they came out as an attack. The World Health Organization has been building this uh, narrative for a long time, saying that the biggest um, danger to all of society was vaccine hesitant parents. When it seemed like, you know, there's here's where they're going to lose, I really do believe, is they would have been much better off to say, okay, we know these injuries happen because they recorded them. They're in the Merck pharmaceutical manual. I mean, you yeah. can find them. It's on the insert of the vaccine label. Like it's, they admit it, right? Yeah. They know that these things happen. But what they do is they like to say, well, we know these things happen. We know you had the exact symptoms, but it really only happens to people in Mars, right? It, did, really, it didn't happen to you. It's just a figment of your imagination. If they would have just come out and said, yes, it's happened to these people, these people are exempt, they would have, I think, stood a much better chance of earning the trust of the public. But this is the most corrupt industry in the entire world now wants to save you. Oh, it's a lot. It, it's a lot. And, you know, I'm not here to be like, oh, you got it. I hate you. No, it's more about our freedom. Right. We're in this country, one nation under God, like you said. 
Yes. Yes. Can you hear the lawnmower? They're mowing my lawn at this very moment. Oh, that's what that is. I thought that was my lawnmower over here at my they're, neighbors. They're they're mowing. Do I need to do something? Do I need to throw myself <laughs> under the mower? <laughs> you know what? I think this makes it more real. I mean, okay, we gotta so keep I'm, these I'm, Tennessee lawns. That's what's yeah. happening right now. <laughs> no, it's perfect. I think our okay. friends will just love you all the more for okay, making great. sure your lawn's good. <laughs> I'm no, so I, I think I'm it's so beautiful. grateful that I have grass to actually be mowed because That's in California, true. you really can't have grass because you're not allowed to water your lawn because it's like, you know, China. It, I call it Chinafornia jokingly, but I absolutely mean it. When mm. I fled overnight, here was the crazy thing. The next morning I packed everything up and I was, I was getting ready to leave the house and I thought, what am I missing? Oh. And I realized I don't have shoes. And you know, you've got your one or two go-to shoes that you just wear all the time. Oh yeah. I could not remember what shoes I wore because I had not been out of my house since March 13th. It'd been two months. Wow. Two months of not leaving my house. I could not remember what shoes I wore. That's the psychological control that is happening to people. I mean, yeah. for me, it was really game over when they were like, everybody's like, you, if, if people are going to the grocery store, you know, it's like Disneyland. Everywhere you go, you touch something, you touch your mouth. That's how people get sick at Disneyland. Well, suddenly they were like, oh, you can't get it from touching things. What? I can't get it from touching things, but I can get it standing five six. feet from someone, but not six feet and one inches from someone. Oh, okay. I see where this is going. And then the other question that I had was, why is everyone who's dying of this deadliest pandemic on the planet dying in the hospital? Why is no dying in their homes? Where are all the emergency and ambulances running to pick up dead bodies in their home? You know, everyone is dying in the hospital, which begs the question, well, what are they treating people with in the hospital? And the only thing that they would allow them access to was a drug called remdesivir. That's Fauci's big drug that he touted for Ebola originally. That's what it was in the test for. But it killed so many people that it never fully made it through the trials. In other words, they basically said to people, you stand a better chance with Ebola than you do with this drug. And now not only is this the only protocol allowed in hospitals, when a hospital implements this protocol, which is remdesivir, followed by a ventilator, right. they get money. And when I mean money, I mean in the state of Tennessee, they get $266,000 per patient. Come on. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And you know what? Like, I get it. It hits close to home. My Mimi went into the hospital and she did not come out. And she's now with Jesus, but she went out swinging. Let me tell you, I, I ain't worried about that woman because her faith was stronger than it ever was. But, you know, once you get on that ventilator, Nine it's out of 10, you're, it's game over. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what remdesivir's side effect for Ebola was is that it would shut down the kidneys and the lungs would fill with fluid so people couldn't get oxygen. Mm. And so, interestingly enough, it's doing the same thing here and they're unable to breathe and then they put them on a ventilator and then they die. This is what we've come to. And this is why we have to do our research. And this is why we can't just eat what they are trying to feed us. And, you know, I grew up watching Disney. You were on there. Yeah. We're not in the same world we were. I mean, here's the thing. 2020, their plan gave us truly clear vision, a lot of us. And I pray to God that it's just opening more eyes and softening more hearts. And truly, at the end of the day, just bringing everybody back to him. But... Tell me your experience a little bit of, 
of Disney and where things are going? And are you letting your children watch these things? And how are you mama-ing these days? It's so hard because Disneyland, we had season passes. We would go all the time to Mm -hmm. Disneyland. And the reason we would go is because it's really incredible occupational therapy for children. Mm -hmm. You talk about children who have such low muscle tone or walk on their toes for balance. And to get from here to there is like excruciating for them. But the whole purpose of occupational therapy is you distract the brain with something that they really want to do. And so their brain works really hard to make that pathway. So Mm -hmm. one year of going to Disney often, and I mean, we had overcome sensory processing disorder of all the noise that they're exposed to. We had overcome some balance issues. We had gained so much more stamina and coordination. When my children first went on a roller coaster, they couldn't even hold their bodies up. And then the next thing you know, their hands up, completely moving with it, knowing how to navigate. Yeah, It really was like this incredible occupational therapy tool. And I really felt protected there because people knew who I was and I was recognized often. So I was kind of looked after there. And honestly, when I would go to Disney World, you know, I would get a guide from Disney. I would always go in the exit. I wouldn't have to wait in line. And it was kind of this really amazing beautiful thing for my children to experience that really gave us a lot of joy during a lot of dark times in our life. Yeah. Obviously I will not be invited back. Right. Obviously. <laughs> I'm obviously. Obvious that because I'm, I know which family at the end of the day, I'm going to choose. Amen. I loved working for Disney channel. I love them. I considered them my family. I yes. considered myself so blessed to have two families in the same year. I got the show the same year I became a mother. Oh, I was so blessed. I was able to have my second baby on the show. So I have a whole lot of love in my heart for this show that I did. But, you know, I'll be honest with you. Propaganda is so thick and so real that I haven't heard from anyone in the cast since I spoke out at that school board meeting. It's been like oh. radio silence. It's almost like people believe, even though they've known me for years and know that there is nothing racist or anti-gay or anti-anything in me or my heart, that they know me. Yeah. But they believe the propaganda. They believe when the media said that when I said masks aren't law and the media came out and said that I am a racist who thinks black lives don't matter and I am anti-gay because I don't support masks, they actually, I believe, fell for it. That, that is how thick the propaganda is. People are like, ooh, I don't want to be associated with her. Really? Because you knew me for years. Like, like I gave Bridget her bridal shower. I made oh. her cake for her. You know, I, I, have, I have known these people deeply for years. Right. And it's shocking to me, you know, we had a director of our show. um, He is a wonderful man. I love him to pieces. He is a gay man. And I went to his wedding. I fought for him to be our head director the whole time. Right. Yeah. I still don't want children to be groomed. Here's where we're at. Here's like, here's where we're at. I have many gay friends. I, I, I love them. They're my friends. I do not judge them. It is not my job to judge them. But school, in my opinion, should be about teaching math, English language, arts, maybe, um, science, maybe. You know, it's about academics. You don't get a right to teach my children about any kind of sex, sexuality. I mean, gay, straight, heterosexual, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't belong in schools, not your job. That's where I stand on that. Yeah. 
you know, and and the head of Disney came out and she said, you know, I have two uh, queer children and one is pansexual and one is transgender. And I would like for 50% of all characters to be representing the LGBTQ plus community. Okay. Oh, we're going there. All right. Well, I would like for vaccine injured children to be represented as leads in your shows as well. But they won't even mention vaccine injured children, right? No. Disagree respectfully with my opinion. With your opinion. Mm-hmm. With my opinion. Mm-hmm. Encephalitis is not an opinion. It's brain swelling. That's a lot. That That's a lot. And I'm just so grateful that you're still standing so strong and not bowing down. But it must hurt your heart when people you love, and we've all experienced this in some way, some more private and some way more public. But how is your heart when people that you love turn your back like overnight, what does it make you feel? How are you doing? How can you move forward from that? Well, I try to focus on gratitude for what I am given, like a whole new life here in Tennessee with people who love me, who understand it. They, these people were wonderful for that portion of that season of my life. Yes. And if they can't love me knowing, and, and I don't mean this about every character that's on Good Luck Charlie, I'm, I'm still consider myself close to some of them, but yeah. this is just a few, but like even my close friends there, there was a couple that was the guardian of our children. They were such close friends and now they don't speak to us. Yeah. Right. You know, and, um, because I said, there's no masks, everyone thinks that, okay, I worship Donald Trump. <laughs> You worship Jesus. Come on, queen. I worship Jesus. And the man, the human that I love that is a man is my husband. Amen. Come on, sister. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I certainly don't bow down to a man who made a vaccine at warp speed. Right. Right. That doesn't mean that I don't, that I still believe in big government. See, people are very confused. Mm -hmm. They think Republican, racist, um, Democrat, liberal socialist, communist lover. When Here's the fact of the matter. Usually, although there's a lot of a deceit going on in this two-party system, because at the end of the day, I believe it really is two doors that lead to the same room and we're not invited, right? That's what I really believe is going on. But I would say that Republican Party traditionally means you want smaller government. government. You want more freedom, smaller government, government out of your life, Okay. Democrats want bigger government, more government salvation, more government control. That is the true political definition differences in the two parties. But people don't really want to see that. They just want to follow this narrative because it's so convenient to suddenly think that overnight I somehow changed my entire being of who I am. Right. And and suddenly became, you know, a bigot racist who doesn't even like women. Oh, that's another one. I didn't like, I don't like women. Right. Apparently. So really, well, yeah. it's not well, like you are one or anything. Right. Right. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. <laughs> people don't know what they don't know. And yeah. if people don't stand up to speak truth, like that's comes back to scripture of the truth will set you free. And that's where this freedom will lie is in the truth. And we have to stand up for the truth. And, you know, are we in different, 
like areas of our life. Like you're a mom, I'm a young uh, 20s girl and you're in, you know, the big screen and we've got students. We have fathers that are attorneys. We have people everywhere and right where you are is right where God needs you to be. And so look at your where your feet are and what are you going to do with that? Are you just going to sit down or are you going to stand up and speak up? And I'm so grateful you did that. Like the school board meeting, I think when it comes to this smaller government that we're realizing that our mayors are really important, our yeah. school boards, those teachers in the classroom. Get vocal and live local. Okay. Love that. I know people don't want to run for school board. I know they don't want to run for county mayor. I know they don't want to run for county commissioner, but that is what got us into this mess in the first place, complacency and compliance. Mm. So people need to step up and run. I've been working really hard on the local level. Yeah. Um, I was asked to run for county mayor. Um, I, I declined that because I have two young children that I really need to be still focusing on. Yeah. But what I have done is I go around and I give speeches and I go to events sometimes three, four a week to wow. try to get people to vote for the right candidates for school board, for county mayor, county commissioner. And I almost was attacked at a park the other day because a girl didn't like that I was pro-freedom, mm. um, you know? And I, I really want to say to people who think and feel differently than I do, you don't get, if, if your freedom is gone, you can say goodbye to your unique self-expression, yeah. your personal choices. Once your freedom is gone, those are gone, okay? I'm here to protect everybody's freedoms, not just yes. mine, everybody's. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And thank you for doing that. Like we're called to use our voice and yes, you're using it on the big screen, but to know that off the screen, you're the same person, You've always been the same person. It's just a new season and the Lord has planted you in a new garden. And that's for a lot of us. We're in new territories. And how do we go about this with truth, love, grace, and walking in freedom? And, oh, I'm just, I'm just so grateful. And you've been a mama, mm -hmm. not just for your own kids, but for all of us here in Tennessee, really. Like, I know, they're, that's they're amazing. <laughs> This mom said to me the other day, she goes, oh my gosh. And I was like, yes, I used to babysit your kids for you while you made dinner. You know, like, oh my gosh, yes. I, that's what I did for a lot of kids, you know? And, and I am the same crazy, wacky, fun, loving, love everybody person that I was on that show. That's who I am really. I mean, yeah. I would say Amy Duncan's a little bit crazier than me, but, um, because she will, I would say this is the biggest difference between she and I is that she would sell her children to become a star. And I will not give up my children for anything would give up my career in a second. And in essence Amen. did. I mean, I, I'm so grateful to yeah. be, you know, snatched up by the faith-based community. And I'm so grateful that um, they have prayed for me, surrounded me, loved me and given me opportunities. And this movie Family Camp is fantastic. It's hilarious. It's the first Christian comedy ever out May 13th. Yes. Yes. And we should flood the theaters to see it. Um, yes. But, you know, one of the things that I tell people just to get back to loving everybody is that they want this global elite entity of people. They want a new world order. That's right. what they want. It's called the Great Reset. It's been on the cover of Time magazine. People are like, oh, that's not what it means. No, it, that's what it means. Yep. And the dollar is collapsing. They want a digital currency. That digital currency will be controlled by how you behave on whether you get money or not. Um, so 
it's important that we not let them divide us because they do that intentionally. Right. It is a strategic warfare to cause a cultural revolution, to pit people against one another. It, it causes fear, it instills, fate, um, instills hate, causes division, it starts wars. It is a tactic that they use. And so it's really important that we love our, our neighbors. It's really important, don't let them divide us. I mean, united we stand, divided we fall. It is important that we love our neighbors, no matter how different they may be, that we come together and don't let this narrative divide us of vaxxed and unvaxxed, masked, unmasked, black, white, gay, straight, man, woman. I mean, the list goes on and on in different ways that they try to divide us. It really, if you want to talk about what division it is, it's this global elite 1%. Yep. And we the people. Amen. It's really not even a cultural or color revolution. No. It's a class war. Somebody's making a grab for control now that the dollar's going to collapse. That's what that is what is going on. Yeah, no, you're right. Yes and amen to all that. I've been doing my research and my eyes are just open and it's like, okay, yep, revelation, we're, we're getting there. One, one world, okay, yep, we're getting there. No currency, okay, digital, yep. And before you know it, the mark of the beast is gonna be here. And I feel like this was a test for that of yeah. how much will the people compliant. comply? You're going to be that little chip in your hand. I mean, you know, people think I'm crazy when I say, oh, they've got this technology but what are you going to do when I show you the patent? Because you can research the patents and find them. Yeah. I mean, there. The cloud was just a test run because they now want to neural link a cloud. So your brain would have a neural link to a cloud. It's it's the fourth industrial revolution. It's, it's mm. getting the artificial intelligence out of your hand and into your body. As the Klaus Schwab's little um, henchman said, um, this is... If you, the idea of the human soul, the unhackable human, where you have independent and free thought is over, you are now hackable. The soul is gone. And as Klaus Schwab said, you know, their technology doesn't change what you do. It changes who you are. No, thank you. Yeah, no. I, I won't take that. And, yeah. and that's the thing is, at the end of the day, this is a spiritual war, right? We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. And the, the deal is, is they're trying to make us look more like the enemy. They're, they're, the enemy has never liked that we are made in the image of God. And so he's trying to, to deal, derail that. And so if he can put a computer chip in us, if mRNA, whatever, you name it, he's going to try all these tactics. And so we just have to be aware to him and speak, and speak up. And so I'm just so grateful that you do that. And, and I'm so grateful that the faith-based community has said, come here. We love you. Welcome to Tennessee. A good welcome home. So lovely. And I had more fun making this movie with genuine kind people. And, you know, it was so refreshing because I tend to inject my opinion, even when it's not wanted on set. (laughs) And they would say to me, you know, instead of like stay in your own lane, you know, they would say to me, you're so generous for sharing your gifts with us. I mean, they were so lovely, just great people. Yeah. That's not Hollywood, is it? (laughs) Oh, and by the way, it's also a really good, really funny movie with really talented. Oh, it is. Girl, I watched it last night and um, it comes out today, everybody. This episode is coming out on premiere day. Hello, woohoo, 
go see it. It's seriously so funny. And when I was thinking about it, it's reminding me of Cheaper by the Dozen, but better. And like Cheaper by the Dozen 2, when it's like the camp and the fun, but Christian and funny and relatable. And I love that we need more content like this because I'm not afraid to sit down and watch this with my family. I'm not afraid to show this to younger kids and and have to skip through something or wonder what someone's going to say. It's just pure fun and we need to laugh more. We do. We do. For my generation, what I, when I auditioned for it, I said to them, this is the great outdoors. <laughs> and they were like, yes, it is. It's like yes. the great outdoors movie. So I just think it's got, you know, it's got heart and it's got um, so many different wonderful Christian themes laced yes. through it. But I feel that this is a movie that can be enjoyed by anyone, even if you're not a Christian. Yes. I, I always, my big complaint about faith-based films is that they've always really um, been great at setting the table for people who are already present and ready to eat, but they've mm. not really invited people to the table to enjoy and learn. And I feel that this film really does that. No, you're absolutely right. The lessons that you learn and you travel with these characters and my gosh, you just love them so much and you get to learn the lessons with them. I think that's so important. And so in this character of grace, which I think that's so beautiful because that's also who you are. You are filled with so much grace. Do you see yourself in her at all? You know, it's interesting because everyone there would say that to me and I would think, I'm not grace. I'm not grace. And then I realized, you know what? Grace fits me pretty well, not because I show grace, but because I've been given so much grace. Amen. Wow. You're right. We have been given so much grace, immeasurably more than we could have ever asked or imagined. And so everybody needs to see this film. And I just am so excited for what's to come with you too. Like seriously, just glory to glory. And he's going to use every seed that you're planting in this season. And I know your children are learning so much. And I'm one of those TV children from back in the past. And I'm learning so much as a young adult, gleaning wisdom from you. And you're just down the street. And I praise God to know that we're the people, like we're in this village together. Like you're a part of my neighborhood. You're my sister in Christ and you're fighting for team Jesus. And we're fighting for freedom. That's right. That's right. We're fighting for freedom. And while, you know, it's, it's so, there's so much irony that is not lost on me. I don't know if you recall a while ago, it it was a year over the past year when Zuckerberg and Facebook would come out and say, anyone who's canning food or buying food or storing food is an extremist. That was what he said. Look at them as, as being an extremist. And yet now we have a president that comes out that says, there's going to be food shortages. You guys are going to be hungry. There's going to be food shortages and we're in big trouble. You know, now they're saying that. So I would beg people to really question things. You've got a group of people that are telling you, we're going to press the button on the food shortage. You know, it's not COVID anymore, people. Okay, someone's pressing the button. That's what's stopping the food, all right? It's all owned by two companies, BlackRock and Vanguard. Someone's just going to press stop, okay? And then you've got another group of people who have been preparing by buying additional food here and there so that I can feed my neighbors, I can feed my neighbors so that we can band together. And that's why it's so important for this Great Reset that they tear us apart, because the truth is middle-class Americans will come together. We will feed each other. We will clothe each other. We will house each other. We will nurture each other. We will support each other. 
and they don't want that. They need us to be at odds so that we hide in our homes and fall victim to whatever they lay before us as if it's for our own good. No, you're you're absolutely right. We have to band together and we've been doing the same thing. We're getting ready. And because they're telling us the plan before it happens, there's yeah. going to be more variants. There's going to be whatever they've said, there's going to be food shortages. And so I had some friends that were like, we're excited to see this year's economic form to see what they're going to tell us of what's yeah. coming, you know? Yeah. It'll probably, they also talked about the internet going down. Like nothing would surprise me at this point of whatever. Cyber attacks. Really? Who's going to attack our cyber? Okay. You're pushing the button. That's what happened. <laughs> you're pushing the button. Nobody's, nobody's attacking a cyber thing. Okay. You're pushing like, no, stop. I mean, you're doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that annoying middle school boy where he pulled out that little thing. We're like, stop, stop. You're annoying. And this is not doing anything for anyone, but you and you're laughing and we're not. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) So I know before we uh, hit play, you were telling me that the internet's not been quite kind to you right now, but I know I want to keep up with you and I know our friends would love to as well. Where can we find you? Okay. So everybody get out your pens and papers because it's a long one because my name was taken and they wouldn't give me my own name. Wait, what? Get your pens out. Come on. So an Instagram, I'm L underscore A underscore Baker underscore 13. And if you go to follow me, even though I have never been reprimanded, I have never been given a single warning of any violation. They will say to you, are you sure you want to follow her? She posts misinformation. Oh, mm-hmm. yes, but that's Instagram. But I post a lot of good juicy stuff on Instagram. Twitter is a virtual truth bloodbath as well. And my Twitter is L underscore a underscore Baker, B-A-K-E-R. And then I have a new social media platform that I've just gotten on and just started to kind of figure out how to use, which is Truth Social. Yes. So on Truth Social, I get to be myself. Yay! At Baker. Woohoo! Yes. Love it. Yeah, I can't wait to get on Truth. I'm still on that waiting list like everybody else and their mama. <laughs> That's incredible. Yes, it's it's just such a beautiful thing. And I'm so encouraged by this conversation today and just that we can talk about these things. And you know what? Like, I, I'm not afraid anymore. I'm going to yeah. just authentically be me. And I'm so glad to know that you're just authentically being you. Yes. yes. And the Bible says, do not be afraid 365 times. It gives you yeah. a do not be afraid for every single day of the year. So surely people can find their brave for such a time as this. We need to love our neighbor. We need to get vocal. We need to live local. And, you know, there are steps that we can take. I would also suggest everybody try to use cash. Let's stop this digital reset from happening and slow it down a little bit. Use cash as much as possible. They can track a credit card. They can track your digital. Oh, I'll put my phone up to this and I'll be scanning. You know, you're really just playing into their hands. Go to the bank, get some cash out and use it while you still can. Yep. That's what my mama's been saying too. I'm glad my other mama bakers tell me to do the same thing. (laughs) Good deal. Mama Brown and mama Baker, shout out to you. You know what you're doing. (laughs) And I would say, keep in mind that three things always come out, the sun, the moon, and the truth. And the truth is going to come out. So ask yourself this question, which side of that truth do you want to be on? Mic drop. That is the best way that we can end this. I love that you said, find your brave. 
for yeah. such a time as this. And so that's what we're going to leave our friends with today is find your brave and also take some time to laugh this weekend. Go see Family Camp. It's seriously so good. Like, I can't wait. It's opening day. Let's flood the box office and show support to our to our family. That's right. You guys want more Christian movies? Yes. This is where your voice is to be heard. Come on. I need to see more of you on the screen. And so, yes, <laughs> I need more. <laughs> If not, we'll just get together for coffee. We live so close. Yeah, that's true. And and I might bring you some canned goods. <laughs> exactly. We can share rice and beans. We can share. Yes, I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Faith and Friends today. And I hope to see more of you. Thank you. Friend, what a conversation. I am so grateful that you joined us today. Truly, it wouldn't have been the same without you. I really thought that I loved Amy Duncan. And I really liked her as this Grace character in Family Camp. But at the end of the day, I really like Lee Allen. Let's keep her around, don't you think? I just love making new friends on here. So come back next week. We will have a new friend with new stories to hear from. Oh, we got to stick together during these times, don't we? So I hope to see you next week. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. Or you can join us here on YouTube at Georgia Brown Faith and Friends. Remember, there is a song on your heart only you can sing. Your voice is important. I'll see you next week. Bye.